Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight, right now, we are reviewing and reacting to The Flash from Central City to Gotham City, back to Central City, and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me, as always, is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? Uh, a lot of time travel shenanigans and various other things, apparently. Yes. And weirdly, yes. a lot more humor than I was expecting out of this. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, well, first of all, we both saw The Flash, and we saw it together. Mm. We made a plan, we saw it together with one so of our the, other friends. The first organized multiverse report viewing of any movie yes. ever. Yes, uh, it was great. <laughs> it was fun. Um, we should have done like a, I mean, we we could not have done this because we were both coming from other things uh, beforehand, but it would have been cool if we did like a, okay, we're outside the theater, ready to go in. Right. What are we expecting? Blah, yep. blah, blah. And then like right out of the theater reactions to it. That would have been cool. Um, oh, Dave would have uh, been a yeah. great, uh, great guest on that too. Yes. Our mutual friend, Dave Kwinski, a uh, big movie fan, um, film buff. Uh, yeah. Would have been great guest. You're right. We should have him on sometime to yeah, talk if we're absolutely. talking about something that's up his alley. Um, uh, anyway. Yeah. So th- we're going to do a top of mind kind of general bird's eye view thoughts up top and then we're going to move into some spoiler territory so uh, if you haven't seen the flash we will make sure to give you like a big stop listening uh warning um but yeah general thoughts steve you uh said that it was a lot funnier than you expected it to be i agree i guess i knew it was going to be a little bit lighter and funnier just because ezra miller's flash has been like the comic relief in like both versions of Justice League that we've seen, you know, he's kind right. of like uh, his Barry Allen is more of a Wally West version of the Flash than Barry Allen, which is rubs a lot of uh, hardcore Flash fans, I think, the wrong way. But that's just what it is. And um, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. It was like the most I've laughed at a comic book movie since Deadpool. And probably I like I don't know of a funnier comic book movie than this. It was hilarious. Um, uh, kind of. For me, we're we're uh, bearing the lead. I love this movie. I loved it. I don't think it's a perfect movie. There's definitely some flaws in it that uh, some people are uh, jumping on to point out. Like I don't think anyone is. Oh, I don't, no. like, I, I don't think anyone thinks this is a perfect movie. Like there's definitely flaws in this film. But uh, and we'll talk about them when we get into spoiler territory. But I loved this movie. I loved it. Right. Overall. There's there's plenty of warts. It is not. It's not cinema. But if you want to go in and enjoy a movie, grab a tub of popcorn and your soda and just like throw expectations to the wind, it is a fun ride. It is a real like I came out of that movie much happier than I expected to. Right. Especially after hearing some of the early reviews. It was like people were people were kind of nitpicking a lot of things. It was uh, when they and. We'll talk about it in the, the the spoiler section, but when you set the stage right off the bat like that as to what you're yeah, at, yeah, like that, I think that threw almost everyone in the um, in the theater for a loop as to this is not a serious DC EU like I'm dark and gritty movie. This is its own animal. No, and no, not Muschietti at all. Yeah. just like takes his own take on it and runs with it, and it's great. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's more... I think it's, uh, I guess I, I, I clearly think it's better of a film than you do. I don't know if I right. say it's cinema. I think it's certainly superhero cinema. For me, it, it was more of a, it was more than just a turn off your brain and have fun. Like I thought it was, oh no, was real, Try, I thought like, there was real like emotion in this movie and like yeah. a lot of like payoff, like thrills and laughs and like also a very, uh, a great personal story. I thought they, yeah, I will say this is, this is better than most of what's come out of Marvel studios in a bit. Like, yeah, no, I firmly agree. It's a very, very, uh, it's well worth going to see. I agree. And that's a big deal, I think, for you to say more so than me, you being leaning towards Marvel more than uh, DC. I, I, oh, dude, going into this, I like my knowledge of the Flash is, well, I guess it's probably more than, you know, most John Q. Publics, but it's like, sure, but. Compared to a Limited. DC fan, I'm just like, okay, it's a dude that runs fast, great. And that's the kind of that's the kind of a cool thing about this movie is that even if you haven't seen him in uh, Justice, either version of Justice League or like the small cameo that he had in the bad Suicide Squad movie or uh, Batman v Superman, like you don't need to know much more about the Flash right. other than he's a guy that runs real fast. And they do it well without. Res, like uh yeah i, I almost just the, went into spoilers in that right. if you hadn't started talking the rest of my sentence would have spoiled something so thank you I'm no really problem not in spoiler territory um, yet yeah they, they do it without falling back on the origin story yeah like there's right. no there like it, it's yeah, not it a we're not going to you, spider-man the 17th time <laughs> exactly you join it like it's he's already the flash and you're just like jumping on board and it, it certainly gives you everything you need to know um to be able right. to follow this story and they, they unintentionally to they give you the origin but not in an origin story if that makes yes. sense <laughs> yes and, and it does if we'll you see it because we don't want to be a spoiler but yes that's that's all we'll say um and jumping back to what you said about that opening action sequence yes that set a tone and we're, we'll get more specific in a minute here but like that to me set the tone of this movie where this is uh like i am right now i am on the edge of my sleep, I'm laughing, and I just and I can't believe what I'm seeing. Oh, it's all, like all those things are happening at the same head time. Ridiculousness, and it's wonderful. Like I sat forward in my seat and yelled out the word "what." Uh, yes, like, I was literally sitting next to you this movie. <laughs> and saw yeah. this. I was like, like oh. I can't believe I'm seeing this happen. They're actually, I can't believe this is happening. It was yep. in it, and the way they dealt with it was such like there's a level of like absurdity to the humor in it, mm-hmm. which is just really sets it apart from, you know, Anything other like but Deadpool. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of, even like Deadpool, like it's a different kind of humor though, yeah. because like a lot of the Marvel stuff and even Deadpool is a lot of like quippy kind of like snide remark back and forth kind of stuff. And this is just like funny. Like, right. <laughs> I don't know. Just, it's Slapstick like really, maybe? really funny. Yeah. Like closer in that vein than the quippy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just genuinely. Yeah funny more than just snarky i guess i should say there you go um so yeah we both i love this movie steve really liked it as well and uh yeah i i think you just said it steve and i agree it's definitely worth seeing in a theater um it is although it is underperforming a little bit and we will get to you know this there's kind of a lot of up lot up against this movie and we'll get into that um towards the end of our spoiler thing so go see the flash and uh, then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. If you haven't seen The Flash, we're about to jump into some spoiler stuff. Steve, I took notes about stuff I wanted to say about this movie. That's oh, how damn. much I wanted to make sure that I didn't uh, forget anything. So anyway, if you haven't seen The Flash, we advise you to stop listening 
now. And we're going to start talking spoilers. There's a lot of cameos in this movie that you don't want to get spoiled for you. Uh, just go see it. And you won't. I don't believe you will be disappointed. So, my opinion. Anyway, so spoilers start now. Um, so, yeah. So, let's, I guess we're just talking about that opening scene. Let's just go right the uh, the babies. The babies, yeah. Steve. The babies. Well, even before that, like, they set, they set this weird tone for Ezra's Flash and how that whole thing goes. Like, it, it feels like the prior iterations that we've seen but also it almost seems more exasperated and over the top mm-hmm. and then the scene at the hospital happens and you're just like oh there's babies flying out windows okay yeah well <laughs> well that's the thing because they set it up like yeah. you see in a million other superhero movies they were like the building's about to collapse and there's mm-hmm. a room full of babies <laughs> at the there's a fraternity ward on one of the top floors and so in my brain as probably yours too I'm like, okay, I've seen every superhero movie ever. Yeah. I understand how this is going to play out. Uh, he's going to save them in the nick of time before the building collapses or whatever. He's going to run real fast and they're going to end up up on top of the part of the building that's not falling off or whatever. You know, he's yeah. going to get to him in time. So when the baby started falling out of the window, actually falling out in, of the window. In Matrix style slow motion, nonetheless. Slow motion. <laughs> Is when I sat up out of my seat and went, what? Right. I couldn't believe that they were doing that. Bullet time babies that... falling out of a window is oh, not yes. on my list of things I remotely expected out of this movie. Yes. And he just, and he, <laughs> the, they pause for so long on him making like a plan. And then they, the joke is that he goes to the vending machine to get calories. Yeah. Because he needs, and that is something that I love. Cause that's something that's like early flash in the comic books is that he exerts so much energy that he has to um am i like super choppy i feel like my video is super choppy i don't know if you're like no you seem a little choppy but it's not too crazy okay um he exerts so much energy that he has to like refuel his calories all the time it's like a weakness for the character and i kind of touched on it a little bit in justice league where he's like eating an entire pizza or something but Mm -hmm. they really in this first scene they really uh uh, flesh that out a lot and um, I like that a lot and it sort of goes for the joke where he needs the vending machine and then puts a baby in a microwave like it's just like in order to save right. it it's just like the absurdity of that scene set the perfect tone as like oh this movie's a comedy uh, that has comic book and superhero elements in it as well but also I was like again on the edge of my seat at the same time that I was laughing hysterically oh, yeah. this opening scene was great and the dog which makes its dog, payoff yes. at the end as well yeah, the slow mo credits kind of, of the credits, dog is yeah. excellent, excellent. Um, so I thought like some stuff I was really impressed about this. Besides like the tone, and they're really able to balance that tone. I was thinking about it that I liked, I liked how you said a second ago that they give you a taste of the origin story, like because we haven't seen the origin of this character. He's been right. sh- like a side character in other films. This is his first full film solo movie and it's a multiverse thing so they have to deal with all this other stuff and they still find a way to show you the origin in a way that isn't it but gives you enough of it that you know like because he has to he goes back in time finds right. an 18 year old version of himself yeah we're not gives we're not spider-man homecoming where they just don't acknowledge it and it just doesn't happen and we're yeah. not like spider-man one where uncle ben is dying in his hands right and you see the right. spider bite 
we're somewhere a- in this weird in between of like they're acknowledging it by showing you that it's happening by to his past self have to and, do it to yeah. his other he's walking his past self through it or his right. alternate universe self through it and so we get to see it but clearly not the way it happened the first time like it's really clever i think and then it it's not like okay you've got powers now you know what you're doing right like he spends the entire movie into the third act battle helping his younger self learn how to use his powers like it's not like a okay you're good now we just have two flashes like it's like the they i like that they keep that up and it helps like they don't just blow past it. They have to like, acknowledge that like, yeah, this guy just got his powers yesterday. <laughs> so like, you know, um, it's like a balancing act. And I think they really nail all the, you know, they're juggling a lot of stuff like the human emotional story, the the multiverse stuff, Batman, Supergirl, two flashes, dark flash, time travel, like, and they're really juggling it in a way that makes it work, I think. And it doesn't, I don't think the movie's too f- too i mean it's certainly like stuffed i don't think it's necessarily might be slightly overstuffed but not in a way that hampers the pace of the movie i didn't think it was like barreling along too fast no pun intended and i didn't think it was like dragging at any point like all the scenes seemed like they were there to move the plot forward yeah more or less no it wasn't it wasn't too bad in that sense it it didn't could they have trimmed some stuff i'm sure yeah but was there was there anything that seemed egregious? Nothing that jumped at me. Yeah, I don't think there was anything egregious. And like if I saw it a I, second time, maybe. Like I don't, exactly. I don't know. But a first viewing, no. Exactly. I do want to see it a second time. Um, but like going off that, like it's hard not to compare this movie to Spider-Man: No Way Home, which is another yeah. multiverse movie. Um, and you like that movie more than I do. A lot of people like that movie way more than I do. I'm not a huge fan of No Way Home. Well, so. and remember, my uh, upon second viewing, like my my hierarchy has dropped that movie definitely. Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not a bad movie. It's just when I first saw it, the nostalgia feels were like right, sure at the peak, and then it's it's like okay, it's a good not great movie. Yeah. Um, and I think part of the reason that movie struggles or doesn't really work as well for me is that because of the inherent character that is Spider-Man, in order to make all this multiverse stuff happens, you've got to jump through so many hoops to get like, okay, he's got to have a problem. First, they have to deal with a whole like secret identity thing from the from the previous movie and then get rid of that real quick. Then he's got to figure out he's got a problem about college. His friends aren't getting college, so he's got to go to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange has to find a spell. Doctor Strange has the spell go wrong. Then, like, the villains start coming after him, and then he has to collect all the villains, and mm-hmm. then the villains have to be cured, and then they have to rebel against him and break out. And then he's got to meet the other two Peter Parkers, and then they can go. Like, there's so right. much setup. There's a lot less threads in this one. <laughs> right, because everything is tied to the main character the main character's origin and the main character's power set and the mistake and the decision that the main character makes. Like everything comes from one person. There's no like, I got to go over here and then we have to set this up over here. And just like, no, everything is within this one character. And this one character creates the whole problem, uh, which is just way more streamlined Mm -hmm. than something like no way home. Um, and I guess I just like that a lot about it in comparison because there's just it just makes more sense for this to be a Flash movie than yeah. for or for a multiverse movie to be a Flash movie than a multiverse movie to be a Spider-Man movie. Unless you're the 
into the Spider-Verse <laughs> movies, which are which is its own animal. Mass- perfect masterpieces. And if you'd like to hear more about that, check us out last week when we yes. talked about that. That's right. Um, and spoiler alert, both of us gave that a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, I thought Ezra Miller was incredible in this movie. I thought he was. I thought they were really good. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for all of their whatever yeah. off screen, they did a very good job of what they were doing. Yes. Do I still find Ezra Miller extremely annoying? Yes. Am I supposed to? <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the way that they built this character. Right. Um, you know, again, he's not really playing the Barry Allen from the comics. Uh, he's playing more of a goofy Joker, Wally West kind of character, who's another Flash for the those of you listening that don't know. A lot of fans aren't sure why they just didn't make this version of him Wally West, and but whatever. It's they already didn't do that, so there's nothing we can do about it. But um I thought it was very like it seemed like a very specifically it seemed it seemed like the movie was very specifically written for their version of Barry Allen, and therefore I don't know if anyone else could have executed it, excuse me, executed this role as well as they did. Yeah. Um uh because of that. Um I thought Michael Keaton was great. I thought he was, there were definitely, oh, the, the intro was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I really liked that. He wasn't just immediately, you know, he's a little like a recluse yeah. kind of, um, I thought there was a little, this is a big thing for me to say. I thought there was like 10% too much Michael Keaton nostalgia porn in this movie. That was like, part of what I was going to say. Some of the fluff that could have been like, yeah, like the really slow zooms up to his face to say like, I'm Batman or you want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. Like, I thought like those are like trailer moments to me that I thought would be trimmed or they'd use a different take that moved a little quicker. I was like, nope, they're using this exact mm-hmm. one from the trailer. Like like they're going slow because they think the audience is going to jump to their feet and applaud, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right. It's like I, I still loved it, but I was like, yo, this does not have to be so such a dramatic push in for him to say this line. Especially when you banged it down our throats for the last how many months since the trailer came out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's still great. It's yeah. still great. It was cool seeing him. Uh, I mean, a lot of it, like the fighting obviously was like enhanced with CG stuff or probably a stunt double in some of the scenes because uh, it was a lot and Michael Keaton's no spring chicken. But it was cool to see Michael Keaton's Batman moving more like Batman and not like he, you know, he in the not in like the Burton, Michael in Keaton the Burton, playing Batman. <laughs> right. Because in the Burton movies, he physically couldn't because the seat, the suit was so heavy. Yeah. And also, he, you know, the neck piece, he can't move his head, you know, so there was like he couldn't really do much fight this better in returns because they made adjustments to the suit. But the first one, he's like, he can barely he's move. in a suit's giant so rubber condom like that. It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like extremely like thick rubber, wasn't it? Yeah, incredibly thick. Yeah, yeah, and I just watched part of it uh, the other day, and there's like a scene where he's like sitting at the back computer with a light on him, and you can tell like if you look around like the where the mask ends right before his mouth, yeah. it looks like an inch thick of rubber. Jesus, like it man. just looks so thick around his face. Like how he is drenched in sweat in the side of that suit. Yeah. Um, I thought Sasha Kelly was great as Supergirl. Yeah, I liked her a lot, but I felt like they needed to like. F- flesh her out a little bit more I was gonna say, as there, a character. I, like, I was going to almost say the, uh, I I liked what she did with what she was given, but there was no like, yeah, you could have cut Supergirl out of this movie. I agree. I think they had her in there because it's similar to the, this is based on a comic book run called Flashpoint, mm-hmm. a very seminal um, Flash arc. Um, 
And Superman is in that story in the same way that Supergirl is in this story, kind of, more or less. Um, and I think they just wanted to switch it up, and that's cool, because I love seeing Supergirl, and she's great, and she looks great, and I needed, because General Zod is the third act bad guy of this movie, or one of them, sort I of. guess. Yeah. Sort of. They needed... A, I think they needed a Kryptonian to fight a Kryptonian, or they wanted one, but... Right. Um, but to bang I don't know, like not in the same universe, here's one that's not the same, but still follows continuity. Exactly. Like yeah. comic continuity. Right. Um, so I don't know. I either wanted... I agree with you. I think that they either could have given her a little bit more or cut her out completely. But they, I guess if they cut they her out completely, they would have had to use a different villain. I, well, I that's the thing. They could have cut that and the Zod thing out and like put something else in and trimmed 20, yeah. 20 to 30 minutes out of the movie and it still would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, I guess they wanted like they want a big fight at the end of the movie, which we got, and that's a cool action sequence for I, sure. Hot but. take: you don't need it at the end of every comic book movie. No, As I a agree. Marvel fan who does that at the end of every comic book movie, you don't. Yeah, need I agree it at all. Like, I if you develop the story, you don't need the fight. Like, yeah, and there's enough conflict in the the Flash, Dark Flash stuff that like, yeah. there's an end. There's a third act. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Um, and it would have been nice to like, I, I get that like, you can't really get closure on Keaton's Batman or Callie's Supergirl because he's going back to change the universe. So they don't exist anymore or they're, you know, whatever, like it's a different time or something. Right. But it was weird not getting like closure on Supergirl. I guess you get closure on Keaton cause he's got like a death scene. Um, so that counts maybe as closure right. in that universe, but you, I mean, just, you see Supergirl get killed a bunch of times, but you don't get like a goodbye or like a mm-hmm. thanks Barry. See you next time. Cause they just go and they do it. And that that's makes sense for what the reality of that film is, but it still was weird to not like right. see her one last time or whatever, you know? Um, Oh, the way they described the, the way the quote unquote multiverse works in DC continuity I loved with the spaghetti or yes. I thought that was really cool. It was like, well, there's intersections that like you can, you can show up at these intersections and it goes wherever it goes. And it'll be the same, but yeah, there's these set points, which, yeah, yeah, it was, it was well, well crafted and well explained. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was really cool. Um, I also like the visualization of one, his speed, like when he's running in the beginning from Central City to Gotham City going through like, you know, the country yeah. and stuff. I thought that was really cool. And I also love the visualization of the multiverse or like the chronosphere or whatever they called it in yeah. the in the movie, but where he can see all the different options of uh, where to stop. You know, yeah, yeah, like time points or like thing, you know, where to stop. Yeah, I thought that was really it was a, a good way to show a, a good way to illustrate that to the audience without making it confusing. I think you right. know, like yeah, that, he's looking at it. We're looking at it like it, we can see exactly where he has to go or whatever. Like it made sense like, to me, I think. Yeah. You brought it up after the movie. The The fact that they use that like classic gladiatorial arena. It, it just yeah. seemed to add. It was like, OK, you see them going up through the stands and it's it's a whole different take on it. Yeah, it's also like I have yeah, because we haven't seen it before. Also, like it's a right. it's a new it's a, a new thing to see, but also. Well, yes, a tape, take a different Works take on well. time travel is kind of what I was going for. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. not like Back to the Future where you punch in a date. It's like here's a Rolodex that I'm just going to flip through. Yeah, 
I also loved speaking of Back to the Future. I loved that one of yeah. the things was Eric Stoltz instead of Michael, Michael J. Fox, Fox because yeah. that actually happened in real life. They filmed half that movie with mm-hmm. Eric Stoltz and then uh, they fired him <laughs> for Michael J. Fox because it wasn't working. Um, uh, but speaking of that, speaking of that uh, chronosphere, um, a lot of people are complaining about the CGI in this movie. I got to say, I didn't notice it until the third act. I'd like there's definitely some third act CG that is a little little less than Marvel-y. great little marvelly yeah <laughs> um uh including some of the cameos and like as we said there's a lot of cameos in this movie um and i the one that i had i teased this in a previous episode the one i read about was nicholas cage playing superman in a reference to a movie that was almost made uh tim burton almost directed a movie called superman lives that would be had would have been written or co-written by Kevin Smith and uh, starring Nicolas Cage as Superman. Um, there's a whole, there's a great, great uh, documentary about it and what happened to it. It's called The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened. Um, find that documentary, watch it. It's very interesting. And it honestly kind of makes it seem like it would have been a dope movie. Um, but anyway, I knew about that one. So I was kind of wondering, I was like, what else are they going to do? If Nicolas Cage is going to be in it, who else could possibly be in it? So I made a list of cameos I thought were likely, and I was right on a few of them. And one of the ones that I called was Christopher Reeve uh, through the use of CGI, yep. um, which was done. And uh, oh, I I didn't I'm blanking on the name of the actress that played Supergirl, Helen something. I think maybe. Um, uh, I'm trying to furiously Google it now. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Supergirl 1984 film starring Helen Slater. Helen Slater, yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, I was. I, I did not it, even know that existed until yes, I went I've never back seen it. And, yeah, I, sh- I I would like to watch it at some point, but I've never seen it. Um, they looked like just kind of video game characters. They didn't look great. I didn't think. Um, Reeve looked s- slightly like a couple of shots. He looked okay, and then it was just like, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, it also it was, lingered on him a long time. Yeah. Like, I feel like if it was, like, less, maybe we would have noticed it as well. Also, just George Reeve was in there who played Superman mm-hmm. in the 1940s, like, serials. Um, I think uh, if they had... West. Right. Oh, yeah. If they'd have yeah. done it like um, like Rogue One Leia, not Rogue One Tarkin. Yeah. Where just it like was, quick, like, yeah. you, you get the hope line, and then you're yeah. gone. Like, yeah. pan around the back of them, show the face for a minute, and then go. Yeah. Um, and it's cool. Obviously, like that was the first one that I thought of. I was like, okay, big, what, like, this is the multiverse thing. Biggest DC throwback they can give us is Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll say they're definitely going to do that. Um, I kind of would have preferred it. Like, yeah, it's cool to see Christopher Reeve, like Adam West, whatever. Like, I would have preferred if they, because Nicolas Cage looked good. Like, you could tell it's full of CGI, but like, you could tell that he was actually filmed. Like, he didn't look fake. He looked like Nicolas Cage. Um, I, I would have preferred if they got like more living actors, whether that was like the cast, peep someone from Titans or like, you know, give Ryan Reynolds a few thousand dollars to be Green Lantern and something like, you know, something like that. Like, I feel like it would have looked better if they just paid some other actors to show up, you know, and be actually in it instead of just recreating uh, people that are already dead. Um uh, so that's a complaint. So there's there's definitely some like lackluster CGI towards the end. Uh, majority of it I thought looked great. I like I didn't have any problem with effects. I didn't notice it until the third act. I should say like nothing really stuck out to me to the third act. Um, 
Um, and that's kind of all I have to say. I got the ending. Um, I was going to say, you're not going to touch on the... We're, we're going to touch on that, but I'm going to say that for the end. Um, I mentioned oh, before, it is... Oh, did you catch is... the Jay Garrick one? Yes. Okay. Yes. I can't remember. That's the guy that... Well, here's the thing. People are saying it's the guy that played a version of Jay Garrick in The Flash, but Teddy that Sears, actor apparently. is saying that it wasn't him. He's like, I don't think that's me. I Well, that was don't... like they had the, the one that looked like the Superman that looked like Cavill, but wasn't Cavill. Oh, I don't remember seeing a Cavill. They pan, yeah, there was one that looked, it was like kind of hunched over and the face was kind of scrunched, but it, like you could tell it was oh. supposed to look like Cavill. I mean, there's kind of a lot going on. Like yeah. they definitely like focused on some stuff, but I'm sure there was stuff other places oh, that yeah. I wasn't seeing or noticing. Um, oh, a couple um, of the ones you just mentioned, I was like, they were there? Okay, cool. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's underperforming currently at the box office. It has only made about $130 million worldwide, which is uh, really not at all what people, want, what Warner Brothers wanted us to do. Um, and I was kind of going over like why it's not doing well. Like this movie kind of had a lot it had to fight against. Number one being the Ezra Miller controversy stuff. Uh, hard to tell if that's really it. Like how many people of the general public know even who Ezra Miller is. It's not like they're like a huge, you know, A-list celebrity. They're yeah. more of character actor at this point. This would have been their big breakout had this movie, you know, made a billion dollars, but it doesn't look like it's going to. Um, and like reviews aren't like, like you and I both really like it. A lot of people really like it, but a lot of people think it's kind of meh or whatever. So like, yeah. you know, it's not like it's getting... Uh, blown out of the water or like not getting like blown up review wise so it's not going to like word of mouth isn't going to necessarily work for this movie um, well, I and think half the battle along that line though is it's not even the Ezra Miller controversy Yeah, it's the fact that Warner Brothers was not able to trot them or any of the other yeah. stars because they couldn't trot them out yeah. uh, on a press tour and yes, without, I, I mean, yes, you cut that marketing budget out of what your film cost, but also you don't get the word of mouth out. You don't get, you know, uh, the 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 movie equivalent of throwing politicians on the Sunday shows type. Right. Like, yeah, you're right, because bump. it's not like because they weren't even putting like like Keaton wasn't even like making the rounds or like Affleck. Right. like you've got Keaton and Ben Affleck and neither of them are like doing big promotion for this movie other than like posting about it on social media like you right. gotta get one of them on the tonight show or something like but but you, you can't know. because the first question is going to be is gonna what be, about yeah. ezra miller i know but you gotta think that they could come up with some kind of like studio approved response to that question you know right. like they gotta like i feel like this is a classic warner brothers dc problem which i hope james gunn gets rid of in the future which is just like yeah, everyone loves this character. Everyone loves the Flash. Everyone loves Batman. People are going to go like that's a big assumption. Like right. and maybe people do love the Flash, but we just watched nine seasons of a version of the Flash. Like you got to get people to love this version of the Flash and right. you're not doing any work on that. You're just well, assuming people are going to go. And also there's there's literally two characters that what you just said can work for. And it's yeah. Batman and Spider-Man. And that's right. it. <laughs> like yeah. even Superman, yes. like Man of Steel didn't yep. like run it in at the box office yeah exactly the yeah. original x-men like that wasn't a banger right. x2 was a huge bump but like yeah, any but of these major it was, properties yeah. it's batman and spider-man that's especially, what you got <laughs> yeah especially if it's a different take on the character and yes yeah. we've seen ezra miller in justice league but like but if you hadn't seen really, justice league 
Yeah. And people didn't really like Justice League. Right. And people, I'm sorry, a lot of people didn't like Zack Snyder's Justice League. So it doesn't matter, or didn't watch it. So it doesn't matter. Like you need to, I think, and the movie does a good job of introducing us to that character. Like we said, it gives you everything you need to know. But promotionally, you need to show people. And I think that's like tough when the actor isn't doing press or can't do press. And therefore, no one else is either. Um, Seems like a mistake. Um, And then also like, you know, it's coming out right after... Into the Spider-Verse, which is another or across Spider-Verse was another multiverse movie that's exceptional. And yeah. a year or a year and a half after No Way Home, which a lot of people love and made tons of money. So like right. it's in, well, and then compared to that multiverse of madness in there, too. So you're adding yeah, more like multiverse maybe, shenanigans in there. Is it possible that people are just sick of multiverse stories? Honest to God, like, I'm actually getting a little sick of multiverse stories. I kind of hope that this is like the last nostalgia let's get the original guy that did this to do in this movie like i don't want just tell me a new story like great i love michael keaton but i just want a new story that's mm -hmm. all and if you're gonna do the cameo thing just do it like the old stanley ones of like you want an adam west nod in the next batman movie then bring him in and have him be you know uh bruce campbell in multiverse of madness I mean, he's dead, but I'm sure they can you know figure it out I mean. a way. Yeah. yeah, I do know. I do know what you mean. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Um, uh, also, it was it was just a bad week. Like no movies did well this weekend. It was just a uh, bad weekend. Yeah, for even movies. Pixar's Elementals didn't do well, right? Which I saw yesterday, yeah. and I thought it was fine. But uh, yeah, Elementals not doing well. The Blackening underperformed, and Transformers is underperforming. And yep. um, I've heard I'm hearing reviews that that's really bad. So that's probably why that's well, not. I doing mean, well. you saw the first but, name on that, right? Transformers. Like, yeah, has I there know. been a good one? Uh, I've seen zero of them, so I mm. can't answer that question. Um, I saw the first, maybe two. Yeah. Um, there was some Optimus Prime nostalgia in there. You know, it happens. Sure. Uh, and also, like, as much as I love DC, this is another entry in a film series that has major ups and major downs yeah. to the point where a lot of people, I think, are done with it and they see like oh this is a general zod thing they're connecting it like they're hard connecting it back to man of steel and batman versus superman two movies that came out a long time ago that maybe i didn't love like i'm not gonna go see this if it's just more of that like i think some of the ones that have done well like aquaman wonder woman shazam is critically well acclaimed even like the suicide squad got a lot of great reviews and i think those movies feel refreshing, even though they're in the same universe, because they're not tied into this like Zack Snyder, General Zod attacking Earth um, yep. plot line that I think people are just like, OK, I've seen this a million times because um, they keep bringing it back. So I don't know. So, OK, so the other. The ending of this film and we were told this movie is going to set up the future of the DCU and on first watch i was like i don't know that it really does that like because the ending of this movie is a a shocking cameo where he's back in what he thinks is his regular life and then bruce wayne pulls up in a car and bruce wayne gets out of the car and it's not michael keaton it's not ben affleck it is george clooney uh hilariously reprising his role as uh bruce wayne from batman and robin Uh, for the record there were no nipples on his tuxedo Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, at first, I, th- I, I do think this movie is refreshing is that it didn't feel like a two hour commercial for a movie that's coming out next summer, which sometimes right. Marvel is guilty of doing. Sometimes. Um, 
sometimes, yeah. And even like, you know, Batman versus Superman has a lot of stuff that's just like, Justice League's coming, Justice League's coming. And it's all like ham-fisted, cramming it in yep. there like, who cares? Come on. Um, so I really liked that this was just like kind of a self-contained story. But I was like, well, it didn't really set anything up. But I think it did. And here's what I think. Because at first I was like, to you, I think when we were leaving the theater, I was like, yeah. George Clooney's not going to be Batman right. in The Brave and the Bold. Like, George Clooney, there's no way that he is agreeing to come back to be Batman full time in James Gunn's DCU. Like, that's not going to happen. And then I realized, you're right, it's not going to happen. I think this movie is telling us that Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, George Clooney, Gal Gadot, and whoever else, Henry Cavill, even though he's not in this movie. Yeah. I N think Nicolas Cage is also <laughs> not going to be. Right. But that's, they said that yeah. that was a separate thing. I think this movie is telling us that this now is a different reality than what we're going to see moving forward with James Gunn. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, if we ever see any taste, I mean, I guess we're getting Aquaman too in December, but like other than that, we ever see any of these characters again we will know that this is a different continuity where george clooney is bruce wayne but i i think that is it's a subtle way of doing it but i think that is their way of saying this is over and yep. you know if people do want ezra back as the flash that's an easy fix because he's the one that can run to a different universe or whatever but i think that's they're i think they're telling us that everybody else is staying behind in this new george clooney batman universe Right. That's my thoughts on it. No, I can see that. Yeah. It's a decent enough way to put a bow on it and be able to walk away from it without having to kind of ham fist it. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, it's subtle. It's yeah. not like, you know, we didn't see like a world collapse and, you know, where Ben Affleck's Batman died or, you know, like we didn't see anything that. Right. You like zoom out from Ben Affleck as the world is collapsing around him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. We don't need anything like that. It's just like, okay, yeah, no, we know that this is different because over here blah 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 is going to be batman in the new whatever so yep. anyway that's our flash review we talked a lot about it but we both really liked it yeah and i think that's yeah i um caveat on that i don't know i don't know how well it would hold up to a rewatch i know i'm very interested to see how yeah. i think about how i think what i think when i see it again because i do really want to see it again yeah because it was definitely enjoyable and it was it felt fresh, especially for a comic yes. book movie. Yes, shockingly fresh. Yeah, I thought just a different take on what we've seen. But yeah. that said, I I am very curious how it would hold up to a rewatch. Yeah, I agree. I because because it's pretty high up as far as like my rankings of the DC EU. I guess that this is technically still part of. Um, yeah, it's pretty high up there for me. Um, I mean, there's hmm, the Suicide I mean, there's Squad there's ahead of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's some that you haven't seen that I have in my top, like like Birds of Prey and like Shazam, oh, yeah. like that I have yeah. in my like top four. But like this is right up there. And I came home, I was so up on it that I, I immediately came home and started watching The Suicide Squad, Guns Suicide Squad, just and to I was like, just to like see, yeah. just to compare. And I was yeah. like, oh no, this is better. I yeah. like this. Just like the tone and like everything that's happening here is, mm -hmm. I like better. Even though I love the Flash, so. I mean, um, again, of, it's not perfect of movie, what but. I've seen, that's the only one at present that I would put ahead of it. Um, yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman is up there. Oh, yeah. I yep. think. But um, my, but my that, brain is yeah. still scarred by 84. So, yeah, a movie that had some things that could have been good and ultimately yeah. was a movie. 
I was just listening to a podcast where they're breaking down Wonder Woman 1984, and I haven't seen it in a long time. I was yeah. just remembering like how bizarre mm-hmm. a lot of those choices were <laughs> they made in that movie. Like, oh, yeah. Whatever. They did. Yeah. Uh, anyway, film. that's our Flash review. Um, if you are watching live on YouTube, stick around because we're going to do our weekly recap of news, which also has a lot of uh, quotes from James Gunn moving forward in his version of DCU, maybe some hints about what we should be expecting from that. So stick around for that. And um, a lot of other stuff, uh, Marvel um, stuff as well. So, yep. And uh, uh, so, yeah. Anyway, go see The Flash. Let yeah. us know what you thought. Go and, see The uh, Flash and then let us know at themultiversereport at gmail.com. Yes, or hit yes, us yes. up on the socials at The Multiverse Report, Multiverse RPT on Twitter. Uh, beyond that, feel free to check out themultiversereport.com or find some other way to contact Mike and I, including leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or YouTube. Yes, please do. And until next time, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the multiverse.